Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. It's a show that brings you all good things football. A pot of two halves. With the three wise men of football. Tom Woods. Michael Carden Edwards. And the bitter toffee himself, Lee Collard. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Pod of Two Halves, the football and podcast that brings you all good things football related and brought to you from our partners at the Sports Social Podcast Network. Today is episode 199, we're closing in on the double century and today we're going down memory lane as we put together the best 11 players to have experienced the dreaded drop from the Premier League and as ever to help me do that i'm joined by the wonderful stallions that is mr mikey carden edwards and mr tom woods woodsy i'm gonna to go to you first how you doing pal good mate yeah can't i just have a nice holiday much. i hear it had a it, that explains why the show is up earlier than usual right so we, we had to record god what day we record is it tuesday last week possibly maybe possibly. a monday can't remember yeah, it was some day wasn't it but um, yeah, no, um, nice weekend getaway uh, to the south of France and got to see Monaco firsthand. It's quite a quite a cool place. So yeah, it's good, mate. It's good. Thank you. Mm. Sounds like you uh, got a few pennies rattling in that wallet of yours. And if you're <laughs> traveling uh, around Monaco, tried to try to do it on the cheapest but i mean ultimately why we ended up there i, I played the um, we've got a weekend away it was our fifth wedding anniversary and the, the game would go on is it sky sky scanner right and go and try and find the cheapest flight locally to us it's like all right so it looks like it's nice there's a reason for that um apparently uh, when we were out there uh, may is actually usually quite wet um whereas june july etc very sunny but uh, we, we got pretty fortunate with the weather as well which was which was good it was lovely sunshine when we were in um 
Monaco on the Saturday. Congratulations to the Woodsers then. Yeah. Five years. Is that, is that a, what, what is five years? Spoon wood. or something like that? A wood. It's wood. Wood. Yeah, apt. Wood for right. woods. Oh, no. wood. I bet you had some yeah. wood on the old holiday, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I was going to make an inappropriate joke when he said it was wet, and I was like, no, I'm not going down there. I'm not going down there. <laughs> yeah, no. But, um, yeah. Yes, there we go, Lee. He's, he's gone quite red. Mikey, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's a, it's a good time to be me because today I finished off a week's worth of work and I can dedicate some time this weekend to Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah? Is, is this the game that sold over 100 million copies in the first few days? Yes. Yes. Holy shit! How many? Know, wait, wait, wait. Let me get that figure up because I don't actually know. I know it sold like fucking gangbusters. Um, so, so I I listened to to Mikey's other pod, which is uh, Gray Fox plays games, and I I know how excited you've been about this game because it seems to be a reoccurring theme, and it's been effectively a countdown to now, right? Uh, basically, yeah. I mean, I I so when the Switch came out, uh, the, the 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 Nintendo Switch, the game Breath of the World was the game released on the day. Right, and it was like the only game available for the console, and I bought a Switch on a day of release and a whim because I was like, "This game looks really good," and it turns out, yeah, it's it's probably the well, it's it's, it's top three definitely. It's it's an incredible game, and um, I, I think the series has sold 130 million. So it's, so it's 10 million. This this particular. So 130 One sounds absolutely fucking ten, 10 million copies in three days. Yeah. So it's still pretty impressive. It's, it's absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Um, and yeah, I've waited, what, six years or whatever it is since for, for, for this one. Um, and yeah, I've barely played it. It's been out like a week and I've barely touched it because I haven't had time. But this weekend, you see, yeah, there's going to be rain apparently where I live. And I'm looking forward to that because it means there's no excuse to have to go outside. It's not like, oh, we should probably go and make the most of the weather. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's me sitting on my couch playing Zelda. And I, I can't wait. When when do you expect Hemming to drop the I've completed it, mate, Hammer? Um, so, I mean, so far, like, it's been a very much a case of, like, because well, I, I reckon I've maybe played an, a two hours, maybe, if that, like, and I'm like, everything I say in the group, Hemming's like, yeah, I've already done that. So. <laughs> I should say but he's, the last but time he's incredible last as well. Like he he does like the big first place you have to go to. Like he did it without the ability that you need to use to get up there. And I was like, it was hard enough for me getting up there with the with the ability that allows you to get up there. And he was like, yeah, I didn't realize you could. You didn't. I was like, how did you even do that? Like I didn't think it would be possible. No, no, he just did it because he's a machine. I love that guy. He's incredible. The, the most incredible video game player I've ever met. I do feel that he, we've we've been robbed of probably the greatest video game player of all time. He could have had a career in this ultimately if he'd have had a window of opportunity sooner. Like he, he, I remember at university he excelled at literally every game, and he didn't even own a console. Um, I did enjoy this week's podcast, by the way. I did have a listen to it, um, especially the bit where. Again, Flinty was talking about uh, Resident Evil and uh, Hemming dropped the... I platinumed it and I could just hear my man's soul just leave his body, (laughs) 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 which is pretty good. Uh, But that is is him. He's just a complete... uh, It's it's insane. He's stunning. Um, And a great guest of this show as well occasionally. So he's, he's... I personally believe that Hemming of all of... This, this, our, our, our friends, when it comes to podcasts, has got the best podcast voice as well. Yeah. Like, 
definitely got the best voice for it and also comfortable. He's he's effectively the Lionel Messi when it comes to computer games in my eyes. No, uh, uh, literally a once in a lifetime talent. Can I ask what's what's wrong with our voices for for the pod? They're not Hemmings. He's got a great he's got a great radio voice. He really does. He's calming. Yeah. Um, I always feel like it, when Hemming talks, he's war. He's that kind of got a warm note to it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, I'm, it's, I'm going to be very conscious of the words I use now and how I try, try and earn these. Yeah, it isn't the words, mate. The words aren't the problem. <laughs> like, you cannot do anything about the way that you talk, that's for sure. Well, you could try. Uh, maybe, maybe what you could do next week is having a listen to a couple of uh, the Grey Fox uh, podcasts, try and then replicate Hemming's voice for next week. Yeah, he's got he's got a, a pleasant like jovialness to him. Mm. Sounds sounds friendly, doesn't he? Yeah. I, I don't I don't have that, and we, none of us do because we all use the word cunt probably too many times <laughs> on this pod to, to even be thought of a nice people. But nevertheless, we are here to talk. How are, how are you, Lee? I me, I'm fine, mate. I'm fine. Um, well, as pre pod, as I was expressing my concerns about fantasy football, which we'll probably cover off at the end of this show. Um, but apart from that, I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah, life's, life's yeah. not too bad. Well, I mean, it's, other concerns that you raised was the concerns that your you, your fellas might not be working. But like, uh, I di- I don't know if that's that's because cause you're trying or not. <laughs> kind of like we glossed over that. I was like, uh, is he trying? I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe. Not. I, it sounds like I might need one of these wet weekends in Nice, mate, to, to find <laughs> out. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on the matter. But no, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I've got a half marathon on a. On Sunday, half, what? half okay. marathon. Yeah. You know, that thing I like to do, running. Mate, just to come in. He's got a half marathon, but he's running it twice. <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, just coming in there, right? I, I was speaking to a guy at work the other day, and uh, the, the MD of the company, and he was telling me that he did uh, an Ironman. <sighs> right? And without ever training for the run. So oh no! Sorry, train for half like the, Iron the Man. swimming and half Iron Man. Apologies. So it's a half marathon plus the so, long bike and the hell of a swim, right? It, yeah, and he did fifty the, kilometer bike and is it one mile, two mile swim? I think it's a three mile swim. I want to say open water, isn't it? I think. Um, yeah. So yeah. he did the swimming and the biking. That's all he did because he doesn't like running. And so he just so he apparently drove the course the night before and was like, oh, "This is quite hilly." <laughs> <laughs> Because I think I think he said it was in Devon. I think I want to say. Oh, and um, yeah. yeah, literally the night before he was like, "Oh, this is a little bit hilly." This. Open not... water swimming in Devon doesn't sound a pleasant time. Um, and yeah, literally he just ran. The, he ran it for the first time on the race. He did not do a single bit of jogging before it, and he made it. Mental. Oh, man. You ever fancied it, Lee? No, no, not at all. It's the swimming part. Is it, is it swimming? Yeah, it's the swimming for me as well. No way. If, it, if they put me in a pool, I'd be like, yeah, I might consider it, but if sticking me out in the open water, mate, nah, no, mate. no, I'm all right, thanks. No, thank Sharks? No, not the sharks, mate. It's just the, the water, mate, because it's, it's proper waves. And yeah. just be going in your mouth and it'd be salty. Oh, no. No, not, not for me. I don't not know a how fan you of can... salty things in his mouth. But then you have to run, like, and do shit after you've just been swimming in salty water forever and, like, gas Like... I feel like it, I, I would die. I would die a horrible death. No. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, should we talk about some football for... Yes. Yeah, about how no one cares about Man City. Well, there, there I was we go, just gonna, I, I'm not going to lie. I was just going to ignore it. I was going to talk about Luton. I was going to talk about Coventry, but apparently we're going to talk about Man City. Cause, we, we've, cause... we've got to talk about Man City. Come on. I know, Mike, you said you didn't watch the game. 
But Oof. was I right thinking you did? Oof. I, look, I, I watched the first hour, I'd say, and at that point I was like, um, I'm going to watch the Coventry game on the other channel. Um, uh, it was mighty, the performance. That's the only way I'd describe it. It was a complete... They, they strangled the life out of Real Madrid. They made Real Madrid look like a pub team. They, Madrid had to resort to just kicking the ball away upfield just to alleviate the pressure. Um, you know, four 0 probably flatters Madrid on the night, as that's one of the most complete performances. I, I think the best way I think I said it to you guys is that this this is ultimately Pep's masterpiece. That that's kind of how it looked. It was just the perfect performance in in, in a high pressure game you know like ultimately sure they were at home but they're against a team that are reigning european champions and and beat them last them. year in the semis yeah. yeah yeah um there was no way about that happened i mean harland spurned a hat-trick of chances and it didn't matter they won the game four nil that's crazy uh but yeah the the relentlessness of the way that they they pass the ball they move uh the out of possession running it's just um they're a winning machine. That's that's what they are, and um, you know they're once they're, they're three games away now from uh, achieving the treble. Which you know, obviously, they're, 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 there's um, probably more emotion attached to that for, for Mikey than myself. Um, and I'm sure that there's no point talking about the treble this week because they haven't achieved it. So there's no point talking about combined elevens or what was the bigger achievement until they've ultimately hit that achievement so we'll we'll come back to this if and when we need to but yeah they're, they're the best team in Europe but I think they've been the best team in Europe for the last couple of years at least um, and the thing is with this group is that uh, I think apart from De Bruyne who's now 31 this this group is sort of in that 25 to 27 range I mean Haaland's obviously younger than that I don't believe Pep's going anywhere because unlike at Barcelona, where the politics was too much, and equally at Bayern Munich, where the politics upstairs was too much, um, this club's just built in his image in many ways. Uh, there's there's no reason for him to leave unless, and I'll let, I'm sure Michael will mention the 115 reasons why he might leave. Um, but if he's not going anywhere, this squad, I'm sure they'll fine tune it. They played all season without a left back. Um, you know they've they've been playing a kanji, and this this is this is as well. I I think it's very easy to fixate on the money spent, and I, I do think that there's a fair point to that. However, when you looked at that eleven last night, sure you got the odd superstar like Harland in there, um, who everyone would have wanted, right? But and, and even De Bruyne when he was brought in from Germany, I think he was a known quantity. But you kind of is it Phil Thompson who famously said a waste of money, right? Um, despite the fact that the numbers were real, I think Chelsea. Um, you know, they made an error. There's no doubt in letting him go. And we know who the manager was at the time. Um, probably not the ideal manager to have to be nurturing that talent. But, you know, Kanji came in and, and I don't think anybody in the rest of Europe was looking at him for 15 million euros. You know, you're talking about players like this that look like in this team um, world beaters. And I think that's a credit to to Pep Guardiola's coaching, his management, um, and the whole group. I mean, I, I think probably his biggest achievement as well um, is, is Jack Grealish is no longer a square peg. He's just a incredible rounded footballer at this point. Um, he maybe doesn't play with the same level of freedom and joy that he was at Villa, but he's better for that as 
in terms of his uh, application to the game. And, you know, it's taken a year under Pep to, for him to get that there. And now I think Pep fully trusts him because he's, he's the one that doesn't cycle out, right? It's Grealish is always starting now. Um, and it, it's Amarez or Bernardo, depending on the circumstance. And yeah, look, it's an incredible uh, performance. They'll fancy themselves against Inter Milan in the final. I did watch the Inter Milan Milan game. I was actually pretty impressed with how Inter played the game. I thought they um, never looked in trouble. I thought they were incredibly professional. I think they looked like a well-drilled group, and I think they they do have some players that can uh, cause problems going the other way. But it's one thing doing that against AC Milan. It's a completely different thing to do that against Manchester City. Um, so City obviously enter the game as heavy favourites to, to win their first European Cup. And it's been a long time coming, I think. Um, I think it's been a longer time coming for Pep Guardiola when you think that in the three seasons at Bayern Munich, he never managed to achieve that. You know, it's been a long time between now and was it 2011 where he won it at Wembley with with arguably his greatest team. And now that's going to start becoming a d- debate, you know, which, which team is ultimately better between this one and that one. Um, so... Yeah, you know, credit to them. Um, I'm obviously completely ignoring uh, the financial things and uh, where the money comes from and, and all of that controversies. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're just a mighty football team. From a pure footballing perspective, you can't help but appreciate or nod your head, doff your cap, and be like, "Yeah, they're fucking good." That's that's pretty they're much a serious it. team. Hmm. Um, would you briefly mention a couple of other teams that we could talk about? I, I would I would go to Mikey here and go, Mikey, talk to me about Coventry City and, and Luton Town, but something tells me that, that I might be going up the wrong, wrong avenue well, whatever, there. Whoever told you that, Lee, is right. Yeah? Go, go to Woods. <laughs> Not a I know what I mean, because I used to live with you. You used to hate anything below the Premier League, mate. Even if it was the bottom end of the Premier League, you wouldn't be interested. Um, Woods, so we've got a an interesting... Championship playoff final, yeah, proper, proper, <laughs> proper Hollywood fairy tale stuff. This one is, mate. Why, why is, it, why is it proper Hollywood as opposed to any maybe other Hollywood scripts that are knocking um, about at the moment? I guess because there's no f- uh, financial advantages from having Hollywood A-listers rock up into your non-league football team and then dress it up as a fairy tale. But uh, that that's irrelevant. That's, we're not here to talk about that football team. Great oh, credit. To, it, actually, we will mention something. Credit Notts County for getting the job done. They made it harder than it should have been. Um, <laughs> it seems that throughout the, the semi-final, that was hard, uh, like edge of the seat stuff. And uh, similarly in the final where it was a last minute goal. And I think in both halves to, to drag themselves to, to penalties. And then John Bostock, did, did you see John Bostock's penalty? No, I have not. So to, to win the game, he tried to Paneka uh, and hit the bar. <laughs> it's just like... Uh, but fortunately, they had a penalty in hand to to win it after that. But congratulations to Notts County for for being a, a fairy tale and getting out of that division. Um, classy as well, classy act from the actual Hollywood owners. Look, he's a class act. Them. Okay, he is a genuine class act. I do jest a little bit. I'm more upset about the media than I am about Ryan Reynolds and um, whatever his friend's Mac- name is. Yeah, it's McElhenney. I know. I'm just. Uh, Joking. Oh, uh, that, oh yeah, I see. Because yeah, yeah, <laughs> no one really knows it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the guy with the le- cap. Le- le- yeah, legit good guys, right? They are. And, and everything that they've done for that area. And, and it's fantastic. Like uh, all, all of the 
It's more the the way that the media have dressed it up as being a, a fairy tale. And look, I I get it. You lean into it. You want to kind of be uh, rubbing shoulders of Ryan Reynolds, isn't it exciting for everyone? But in terms of this championship um, playoffs, it was quite exciting because the, the the teams that we had in it. Um, so we had Luton playing. Now, considering I watched the game, or at least some of the game, I should really be remembering who they were playing. Lee's going to help me now, hopefully, and remind me who they were playing. Um, it, was, it was Coventry. And... Coventry were playing against Borough, right? Yeah. Which was Michael Carrick's team. Um, and Luton were playing Sunderland. Against... Sunderland, it was. I tell you what, Sunderland play some football, you know. Do they? Yeah. No, I definitely play some football. It's um, they they There's one team I don't around. associate. I know, with. <laughs> I know. I was blown away by. It. It's like Christ. They they move the ball around really well, and yeah, no. I mean, obviously, it's a big blow to them. That I think uh, Diallo will probably get a Premier League loan now because um, he he was a key player in propelling them into the playoffs. But you know, Luton came back from um, a deficit from the first leg at Kenilworth Road. Uh, which has become a bit of a meme because the idea of Kenilworth Road being in the Premier League, I think they said it's going to have to have £10 million worth of improvements before the, the season kicks off. And in time, they're moving to the new stadium, which is still going to be in, I believe, Luton City. I think it's only, Although it's it'll be a only, town, right? It must be Luton Town. Um, it's only a kilometre or so within the current ground. Yeah, so um, they're going to try and keep it as central for people as possible. Uh, but this is a team who were non-league in 2014. You know, that's crazy to think that they've gone from non-league then and, and climbed the divisions. And they got to the playoffs last year and suffered a bit of heartache against um, Huddersfield in the semi-final. And I think <clears throat> from an outsider's perspective, who I am looking at it, I kind of thought, well, that's sort of their fairy tale over. It's going to be tough for them to replicate that season. Uh, they lose their manager who went to Southampton. Uh, the crazy guy. The crazy guy, who's who's the person that's ultimately stopped Man City for having a crack at the quadruple, which is utterly bonkers. Um, but the guy they got in was Watford's manager. They Obviously, Watford sacked him. He's come in. Which Watford manager? They've had about a million, mate. Uh, yeah, I, I can't think what his name is. Uh, I can't claim to be an expert on, on Luton, okay, because I'm not. Uh, but... Um, they were third. They finished third, which is an incredible achievement, really, given uh, the size of the club and their budget and everything like that. Um, so they're going to Wembley with an opportunity to take uh, to get into the Premier League with this stadium, which is going to be fascinating to to witness because it's in the middle of a, a kind of state, isn't it? Right? You go. Through, it almost looks like you go through people's houses to get into the stadium. You, you literally are, mate. There's, there's people houses going around the way end, right? And you go through it's, the It's entrance. great. It's, it's, it's completely And when you crazy, climb the stairs, you're looking it. over someone's garden. <laughs> it's bonkers, mate. I, I mean, um, this was packed in, but this is on another level. That has got um, Friday Night Arsenal season opener, <laughs> banana skin written all over it, that has. Um, now, obviously, the team they're playing is Coventry. Um, and they're a team that I think will have more of a connection from being in the Premier League. Luton were last in the top division in 1992. Uh, so, the season before the Premier League started, whereas Coventry had a spell in there. Uh, I think we remember them for Peter and Love and Darren Huckabee played there, right? Steve Agurzic. Dion Dublin. Yeah. John Solarco. You know, like they're players of um, our childhood that we David remember. David Burrows. Come on, Mikey, you can join in at this point. You can, Gordon Strachan was manager player. for a time there, right? He was. Oh, it he was indeed. G, mate. As was Fun Ron Atkinson. My first yeah. ever Premier League game, Coventry. Everton? Yeah, Highfield Road. There you go. Where they don't play anymore. 
Don't play there anymore. Um, speaking of stadiums, as we've touched on with with Luton, uh, Coventry don't have a home after this season because of the whole Rico Arena nightmare, where new ownership took them over, kicked them out. I think they had to play a season uh, at St Andrews in Birmingham, uh, but they're um, they were playing in League Two as recently as 2018 against Luton, who are also in that League 2 in 2018, which gives you an idea of the, the climb of these two respective teams. And it is genuinely incredible that they've been able to get to this position with the opportunity of 90 minutes away from winning the lottery, right? Because it will be a a, a club-changing amount of money at their disposal, even if it's just one season in the league. Obviously, they, they won't come up with the intention of going back down. No one does, but even if they do, they'll be in such a stronger position for it, that the, the natural growth from that. So it's going to be um, exciting. You know, it's, it's a different team because I think two of the teams that have come up, we've, we've obviously got uh, West Brom back, although they're a different West Brom because we've got um, uh, Vincent Company's uh, more attractive style of football there. We've got Sheffield United. So, so, sorry, sorry to correct you. Uh, it's Burnley, mate, not, not, not West Brom. Burnley, God. Yeah, God. That's going to upset some people. I don't know if anyone in the Midlands fucking listen to this, but... Gammon FC <laughs> yeah. are also known Jesus, no, no. yeah. Gammon FC, not Brexit FC. My fault. Um, Gammon Brexit, yeah. yeah, also, yeah. yeah so, this is the problem. <laughs> this is why I'm tripping up over <laughs> Burnley, yeah, um, and, and with Sheffield United as well, who equally are a Brexit FC. I think they, they, one of their their big things when they first came into the Premier League a couple of years ago was uh, having the uh, Union Jack or all that on their shirts as well. Mm. But um, I, I can't say I'm particularly thrilled about Sheffield United being back. Um, that might be because I think that we had issues against them last time they were up there. They kept beating Chelsea. Uh, but certainly having a Coventry or especially Luton, who a team that haven't played in the Premier League is pretty exciting. I, I, as a preference, I'd say Luton. That was probably more because I know a Luton fan and I'd be really happy for him to have that sort of moment. Uh, but I think either way, it's pretty fun I, to have I, I, I new think teams. Luton as well because you're just going to that ground. Is it Kenilworth, Kenilworth Road? Road is, yeah. yeah. And it, it, there will be... Banana, that's a banana skin written all over. And yeah. you, as you said, you, you know, Arsenal Friday night opening game of the season, you can see it. But yeah, um, let's let's bring Mikey back into the room because he looks, I don't know if he's a bit bored or if he's uh, scrolling away on the internet there. Um, but we're going to do one of our infamous 11, shall we say. Yeah. Um, Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There we go. There you go. We, we piqued Mikey's interest. So Back in the game. <laughs> A good way to segue, I think, onto this one is that we, we lost our first team from the Premier League this weekend in Southampton. Um, and that got us thinking. Teams or players that have experienced the drop. Basically, we wanted to put together the best 11 of players that have, uh, have suffered uh, relegation whilst in the Premier League. Um, Mikey and Woods have both sent me their teams in advance. So I can see what they've got. Pretty, pretty similar. Um However, we're going to kick things off with the goalie where Woods have made a last-minute change so it's no longer similar. Oh. 
So I know, I know, I think we said we were going to go through the similarities first, but I want to get this one on the way going first because it is the goalkeeper. So, Mikey, you went with David James. Woods yeah. did go with David James, but he then swapped it for, for, for Nick Pope. Boys, this is where you've got to find out. You've got to, you've got to I, tell me who, who, I why. can appreciate David James because he was the goalkeeper. Oh, Clamity James himself. I know. There's a reason I took James out. It's because I, I kind of was, was worried that I was having too many players from that singular West Ham team that went down. Now, admittedly, they were the team that went down with the most points. That, that team, just remind me, were they managed by Glenn Roder? Glenn Roder had a heart attack and yes, they were managed by him and then Trevor Brookin took over, didn't do enough to keep them up. But yeah, it was Glenn Roder's team. And the players were at the wake for the rest of the season or something? Because how on earth did they... <laughs> like, genuinely, how how did this happen? I know he didn't die, I should stress this. Um, how how did this happen? Because I, I was... When I went researching for this and I found that West Ham team, I was like, how? How have they got... We're going to name a bunch of these players as we go through so we can save it the full strongest 11 for the end of this. But incredible. Um, who did Nick Pope go down with? Sorry? He was with Burnley, right? Oh, we can't have a Burnley player in it. <laughs> David James is England's number one. From, 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 he was, from, but... Ca- no, Clammy James... Because he, he dropped a couple of crosses in 96. Like, come on. <laughs> he was a solid I mean, Admittedly, Nick Pope's been one of the better goalkeepers in the league this season. I think he was one of the better leagues, uh, goalkeepers in the league last... Uh, yeah, the we're last not talking about that. League. We're talking about at the time. Yeah, I think he was a good goalkeeper for Burnley that year, right? No, I mean, I, I, like he I said, was, I he was definitely one of the better ones. I, I know that David James being England's number one, it's hard to argue against, which is why I did have him initially in. So Glenn Roder died from that heart attack, did he? Uh, no, he not that one. <laughs> not, th- <laughs> but he is dead. <laughs> yes, I tried to put it on the slide for you. Maybe you, no, you, well, you brought. <laughs> yeah, I want to. I want to correct <laughs> my. Sit in the group. <laughs> <laughs> We're sitting there going, oh, did they go to the wake then, did they? And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I should explain the text message that come in is Glenn Roder died, mate. Look, it's not like it just fucking happened, is it? Like, he must have been dead for a while, right? There is a, there is a grace period now where that's happened. So now we can say amusing things about it to a degree. Like, was it an honest mistake? What are we, what are we talking about? He, he didn't die at the time. He did survive. He Sadly, he passed away. He, not years recently, ago. but a couple of years ago, yeah. All right. <laughs> this is the idea. This is the message coming in. <laughs> so where, where are we going with this, Lee? I think you, so, you're in a pretty good position to make a decision on this yeah, one. Yeah, you, right? you have to make the decisions here. You know, we, we've, we've given you our thoughts. I really, really don't like David James. I don't think he's a, a very good goalkeeper. I kind of feel that he was part of the reason we didn't win the Euros. Yeah, and that's the thing as well. Whenever I saw him line up for England, I was always like a little bit of a... Hmm. Nick Pope is Nick Pope. Um, shit with his feet, but he's a. I think he's a very good shot stopper. Very good. And cool I guess man. different eras as well, right? Yeah, I'm, not, Nick I'm not Pope too sure how many times in the nineties. Whereas yeah. now, he's obviously, he's asked to do a lot more with his feet. I'm not too sure how many times David James played in the Champions League, but Nick Pope's going to be playing in the Champions League next season. Let's see. David After James being relegated is, last season, David James Champions League. Did he ever play in that competition? Surely not. Is my answer to that. Yeah, sure, I'd assume Liverpool for a long didn't, time. Right? By the time, think... yeah, by the time um, Liverpool were in the Champions League mm. regularly, he was at Pompey. Yeah, no, he never played that. Though David, he did have that weird thing, didn't he, when he sniffed the ball? 
Remember who um, that mean? Weirdest thing with David James is definitely him playing up front. Yeah. For yes. Stuart Pearce at Man City, right? Uh, when they needed one goal to get into Europe. Genuinely bizarre. No, I'm happy to go with Pope. I'm happy to go with Pope. Yes, good. I'm, I'm with Pope. Okay, then so let's, look, let's look across your defence, right? We are very similar here. So you've got Robertson at left back. You've got Southgate and Jags in, in the middle. And then you've gone slightly different at right back. Um, I, can I can I come in here? Uh, so um, I I went for my player because I couldn't stomach going for the other player I had uh, uh, earmarked for it. Um, I'm interested to know who that is. Yeah, I, I need to know who that is. Glenn Johnson. Okay, so that's where Woods did go. He did have the stomach. Well, he um, did, and then he he he's, he's, he has got another one in brackets again. I ha- Woods I have, is just yeah. a. I, I st- again, I couldn't. The thing with Glenn Johnson was Chelsea literally signed him in the summer after they went down. So it's kind of like, well, you know, he was a good player. He he, he was he was playing for Chelsea the first time I went to Stamford Bridge as well. Um, I think they did. I think he might have scored actually the first time I was at Stamford Bridge and saw it. But. That, um, the other guy, I, I was kind of like a bit like, eh, I don't really remember him playing too much now. Um, that's because the season they went down, he wasn't playing that much because Blackburn didn't have any money to pay him had they paid played him some more. So it was one of these contractual things where they didn't want to trigger it. Uh, but that that was is Michel Salgado um, of Real Madrid fame, obviously, uh, playing for Blackburn and getting relegated that season. So those were the two options that I, I had. I wasn't really de- decisive on either of them, to be honest. Well, this is my other issue. This is why I went with James Milner, yeah? Because ah. man can do a job at right back. From Leeds. From in, Leeds, when he had yeah. a lot more stamina and... and, and oh, well, not stamina, he's got a lot of stamina He was a now. midfielder, though, at Leeds, right? He's a midfielder now, but he can play everywhere. Yeah, I guess I, I do associate him more with a fullback position these days. He was certainly more forward on, at Leeds, wasn't he? I think he started as a striker um, and sort of started to fall further and further back as as he went on. Obviously, I don't know where he's going to play for Brighton next year. Up front, probably. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do someone to do a job. Um, I think the others in. Uh, Robertson seemed like an obvious pick, mm. um, especially considering what he's gone on to do subsequently. Um, Was there any any close ones to to Robertson? Just because on this pod, I'm quite right. I'm thinking we don't like this guy. No, Ian Hart was one that obviously oh, went mate, down with wonder Leeds. Of a, wonder of a foot. Yeah, so he, he'd be the other option at that position. Um, I was a bit, I was, I was, I was stuck between those two. To be honest. Um, the reason I went with uh, Andy Robertson is because I thought Mikey would go with Ian Hart. Uh, I, I thought there was no way he'd put Robertson in because of his hate for him. So I'm a bit surprised that we didn't have the debate. But um, Ian Hart was a good player for Leeds, right? Um, Very good player. Yeah. And as you say, could uh, take a take a mean free kick. He also went abroad when players didn't go, well, British players didn't go abroad that often. He went to, was it Levante? I yeah. right. always, I think he scored a couple liked, of free kicks. Always liked the fact he did that. Always yeah, me too. Me too. Um, to Paved the way you... for a, a young card Edwards, you might say. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> well, with a wand of a left foot, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, you, to be fair, though, you didn't put him in your team. So, Robertson cemented. He's, he's in, unless unless you want to uncement I'll be honest, I didn't think of him. Um, if I had thought of him, <laughs> he'd be in my 11. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Do you want to make a decision on this then, Lee? Ian Hart I'm, I'm more Robertson? than happy to get rid of Andy Robertson. More well, than Andy, Robert, Andy Robertson's been dragged out. And I, to be honest, I don't really remember him at Hull. 
He did play a lot of games that season. No, but I don't same, really but remember the, him. For the same reason that I'm not having Maguire in it, it's because, you know, Hull, yeah. who cares? And I think then, um, Southgate. Southgate and Jags, that's... I feel that's, right. I, I feel that's fine. Well, that's, have that's Stefan, solid. We're going to have Stefan on show or one of the thousands of Burnley defenders. You know, I mean, no thanks. Like, fuck Tarkovsky, off. Yeah, ben just... No, nah, do one. No, no, no need. Well, who, who, who did Leeds have when they were? Radaby? Michael Dewberry, was he there? <laughs> Man was prone to an own goal, mate. Surely Radaby wasn't playing that late, right? Roque Rock Jr.? Yeah. I think that, that could be the show, actually. I think it could have been Rock. What about um, Sheffield Wednesday? Didn't they have a couple of good Emerson Tom? God, was Emerson Tom playing for them at that time? Oh, pretty sure he was. Or did he go? Didn't he end up at Chelsea at one point? He was at Chelsea before he moved on to Sunderland. Yeah. Okay. Emerson Tom is one of those guys. I, I've heard of the name, but that's all you're getting at me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there's going to be any names that are going to probably... No, like Southgate was breaking through the into the England well, game. He's captain at Palace at that time, right? Well, you need to go back in time to the 90s and go and find some old athletic centre-half that's going to get in or Swindon Town. No, you're not. So let's just happily move on to midfield. The thing with Southgate as well, Palace went down being fourth bottom that year because it was the year where they reduced the number of teams in the league from um, 22 to 20. Correct. So... Um, he realistically shouldn't even be on the list because he should have been still in. So that that that, that he, we're kind of been fortunate in a way that we've got a player of his quality to be able to be in this team. Jackie Elko also wouldn't have gone down if it wasn't for Carlos Tevez, <laughs> uh, which we'll get to next week, right? Because we, we, you know, I, 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 the list we're going to do a uh, ten best relegation battles so that's potentially going to be on there maybe i, I reckon it might feature it might, it i'm might gonna feature. be the i'm being the host for next week right because i don't know what a relegation <laughs> battle is huh? oh. <laughs> hey, hey, yeah. Yeah. Hey, i can't even hey. go against that now no. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move on to midfield so actually i should have clarified before so mike you're playing a, a flat 4-4-2 right uh well 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 yeah that's how you described it in, yeah, in, yeah. in the chat to me prehand. It was four four two. There's an interesting player you've got out on the on the right wing. Um, yes. Woods, I'm going to guess that you are four two three one. Oh, the old Correct. the old boring double pivot, eh, Woods? Yep. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's talk about that, that double pivot, yeah. Yeah, let's start there, right? The, the, you'll understand why I've had to play a double pivot because of the person who I've had to accommodate into the team. Now, I'm assuming he's in your team as well, so I'm fascinated where he's playing. So, yeah, you've both got Roy Keane, yeah? I'm assuming that's the player you're referring to. Yeah. Like, ultimately, Roy Keane I, I, is... I, I didn't realise. I didn't realise he went down with Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Yeah, when um, I sent the team to work to, to Lee, it was like, is that Keane? Which one? Is that, it's Roy. <laughs> what other Keane? First, I, I first always thought in my right? head... I always thought in my head that Nottingham Forest, like survive for a good four or five seasons before going Went down. down first season and then came back up after that for a bit. Um, obviously then got snapped up. He was a hot ticket item, wasn't he, in that summer mm. afterwards with uh, Blackburn thinking they had him signed up and then Fergie made the call. I don't need to speak too much, but Roy Keane was already a known quantity at that point. He was already a top-level midfield player, uh, just playing in clearly a bad Nottingham Forest team. Getting punched, getting punched to the floor by cloth. You know I mean? Yeah, <laughs> would that be Cluffy's last season, the first season of the Premier League? I'm trying to think now. Could would that have been? Yeah. been? It was, yeah. Been, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So he looked 
I mean, he he looked well worn at that point, Cluffy. Uh, you got you're going to send a text message on this one, Lee. Yes. It's- <laughs> After he's dead, don't mention the wake. Thanks, man. Um, okay, then, yeah. So yeah, definitely key keen as a as a shoe in for this position. Um, yeah. Okay, well, because you've gone slightly different formations, it's, it makes it tricky. But your your other centre midfielders are different. So. Woods, you've gone with uh, a guy that you can't just call Scott Parker. You have to call him Scotty Parker. So you've got Scotty Parker. And then, Mike, you went with Vinealdum. Yeah, um, because Vinealdum moved to Liverpool afterwards and was really good. And you can see what they're missing when he's not there, essentially. Obviously, he wouldn't offer it now. Scotty Parker went down as Football Writers Association Player of the Year. Because he was not the Player of the Year. People say, it's like... Um, it's like when Giggs won it. It was just like, a, oh, look, Scott Parker won it because he had, he, he's, he's a London boy, a media darling, and played basically because he played for West Ham in the middle of the park. That's why he won it. He was not the best the, the bollocks. I, I, that, that, I purposely did not put him in because I was like, that's a, that was a ridiculous decision. They're making him the, the, the that player of the year. And, it, and I, I, it annoyed me to the extent that it, that it bubbled up again. Yeah, I remember being annoyed about it at the time. So no, Scotty Parker can fuck off. I don't care how good your little turn is. No, go oh, away. Oh yeah, that that was the that was the birth of the Scotty Parker yeah, turn as well, wasn't like, it? Just go and do one, mate. You got re- how were you? Were you that good? Were you? Yeah, good. And you got relegated, yeah, because you were that good. No, I'm not having it. Um, if you're going to go for a West Ham player, you go for Michael Carrick in, in, instead, is what you go for, because he was miles better than Scott Parker, even at the age when he got relegated. So, no. No. Yeah? No. That's all I'll say on it. <laughs> I would. I feel like he leaves me with like, very little choice here, but not to have... Even Alderman, I mean, he, he wasn't particularly good for Newcastle that season, was he? He was poor for Newcastle. He was wonderful for Newcastle. What are you talking about? <laughs> He was poor, but then he then suddenly. It's surprising because he, he used to be. He was one of those players who used to sign a football manager. Like he'd he'd always be pretty good on on that before he went to Newcastle. So I was surprised at how badly he bombed out. But then, like you say, he did go to Liverpool and probably underappreciated. Right? I think that's probably the thing with Genie at Liverpool. Um, then took all the money in the world to go sit on the bench in Paris. Is he still at Paris? No, he went on loan to to Roma, didn't he? And then he got hurt. Um, that's uh, that's what I think's happened this season. It's a bit of a conundrum because I'm a, I'm a big Scotty Parker fan, you see. Oh, yeah. Well, that's fortunate because I've put Parker, so the, basically that's two against one, and that's quite disappointing for Mikey. <laughs> and uh, also because you, 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 you are aware that when 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 Wijnaldum got relegated with Newcastle, he did he did he did finish their top scorer that season. He bagged four in a game. I, I seem to remember for them. Oh, that's a, so Probably they, against Spurs in the last all, game of the season. I'm I'm fairly sure. <laughs> I'm pretty right? sure. Don't, might don't be quote case. me on this. But they all count. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, Mikey, come on. Have some leeway. No. <laughs> Have some leeway so we, you don't get... Like, no, that's not how it works. Right, Woods, Woods, I'm going to put it to you then, mate. Who On, on, on paper, who's the better player? Vinealdum or Scott Parker? Scott Parker as a PFA. P- <laughs> <laughs> don't talk about awards. <laughs> Georgia, a football Rights Association team of the player of the year. Yeah, um, I don't think Genie's got one of those. Um, no, no. Do you know? But do you know he does have a Champions League winners medal and a Premier League winners medal. These are the things he has. These are the trinkets that he's amassed. Yeah, Scott Parker. Did, surely, 
Surely he's got a Premier League winners medal. He must have been at Chelsea to pick one up. Undeserved though, yeah. Bear in mind, by the time, by the time, right, by the time that Gigi Wijnaldum had played for, um, had played for Newcastle, he'd already finished third in the World Cup. He was already Dutch Footballer of the Year. Like he wasn't a scrub. He already won the Eredivisie at, with PSV. Like he was not a scrub here. He was. He, he wasn't some fucking no hoper, right? He's he'd probably won more by that point than fucking Parker won in his entire fucking career. But but does he have a move named after him? Oh, Christ Almighty! <laughs> does not someone that. say, "Oh, look, we're going to do the Vine Alden turn"? The genie turn. <laughs> Who? No, Who other than you says turn. it? All right, mate. It's Van Elden, mate. Van Elden goes in. Woods, you're gonna to have to make it work in your team somehow, or, or the uh, the pot of two halves team at least. He'll be able to play next to Keane. Yeah. All right then. So also, right. Also, you wanted to put in a man who tried when he got into management. Bafflingly, he tried to make that fucking jumper a thing with the fucking stripes. That's an ex- that's a hella expensive jumper, by the Couldn't way. Couldn't care less. He looked ridiculous. What the hell was he thinking of? I'd say he looked like quite a smart man on the touchline. The bollocks. You guys are... You did say the other day, mate, you said, Lee, you always look smart and I'm scruffy. Therefore, I've got the taste when it comes to the fashion, right? <sighs> he looked ridiculous Ooh. with those stripes, mate. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was quite a neat jumper as well, but... <laughs> um, let's move on. Left I do backs. think it's a bit bold to be wearing Left the same, same jumper every game, though. I will say that. Like, fair enough if you're on a winning streak, but, like, clearly they weren't. Uh, so kind of rocking the same jumper, I'm like... You must have some more clothes, mate. Like no, you, he you went, would... oh, this is going to be my gimmick, yeah? And it's going to be like Gareth Southgate's fucking waistcoat, right? And But this one's going to cost a lot more money and I'm going to be five times as shit as he was. Jesus Christ, man. Did get, 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 he did manage in the Champions League this season. Somehow. <laughs> How'd that go for him? <laughs> He's no longer there, right? No, he got sacked <laughs> immediately after they exited the competition. <laughs> I think he managed two games in it. Like they literally brought him in. They got clubbed in the Champions League, and it's like, oh, now you can piss clubbed. off now. <laughs> Bob, <laughs> out of here. Right, let's move on. I'm, I'm pleased, Woods. Can I just say I'm pleased you haven't taken this as I thought this was good. This might be a, a real bone, you know, a little bone of contention here. So I'm pleased that we've moved. What on. is it, Scott Parker? Look, um, mate, it's not like I, he's I, like, I, like a Chelsea legend, right? No, he's not. I, I, it's I, like I, Steve I, Sidwell. I, yeah, look, I feel for Scott Parker and his Chelsea run. Um, and ultimately, he got relegated. Look, he played for Spurs and West Ham. He can fuck off, right? That's you know, I, I, serious. Right. And the thing is, I liked Scott Parker back in the day. That season where inexplicably he became some kind of hero to the working class, it was just bizarre. <laughs> a bizarre turn of events, which I just I hated. So, yeah, let's move on. Sorry. Don't ever complain to me about timings when this is literally what happens. Right, left wing, you both agreed. Joe Cole. Yeah. Good player, yeah, right? One of my favourite players. Great yeah, player. The only other player I could think of was uh, was young Jackie Boy. Yeah? Jackie. Oh, so he would have been really young at that point, right? Yeah, but he was quite good. Or Attilio Lombardo, uh, but I'm not sure he played on the left. Probably could play in there. Fine. Thomas Brolin, did he play on the left? L- Lombardo him? is one of those players that... Like, could you imagine if he was playing now? Like a player that looks like Lombardo. Like, for, for listeners that don't know, Google him. That my man basically had the crescent haircut of a of a of a monk whilst playing professional football in the Premier League. It was it was in, in, insane to see, right? 
Am I being crazy here? Like, what? The, I, I feel he was only in his late twenties. Yeah, he, he did look older than what, what he what he's he. Got, he's a Lombardi, right? He's got like, he's got like in a weirdly long and like, he's got like a very long head. You know what I mean? And like yeah. a long neck, and it just looks really weird. The whole package of Lombardo looks looks just look, looks very 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 strange. But there is can some I, nostalgia. Can I just? Um, Sorry, Lee, I, 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 you're going to hate me for this, but I, I, I'd like to go through um, the Football Writers Association Player of the Year <laughs> list because it's, it's got, I, I don't know how Scott Parker's in here because I'll, exactly. I'll start with... I'll start with 93, 94. Look, 92, 93 was Chris Waddle. Um, then it goes Shearer, Klinsman, Cantona, Zola, Bergkamp, Ginola, Roy Keane, Teddy Sheringham, Robert Pires, Thierry Henry, Thierry Henry, Frank Lampard, Thierry Henry, Cristiano Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo, Steven Gerrard, Wayne Rooney, Scott Parker. <laughs> exactly. What the fuck? Is- then it goes Van Persie, Bale, Suarez, Hazard, Vardy, obviously in that season, N'Golo Kante, Mo Salah, Raheem Sterling in here, um, Jordan Henderson, obviously in their league winning season, Ruben Diaz, uh, Mo Salah again, and Erling Haaland. How did a relegated Scott Parker get in here? Scott Parker turned Can you see how annoyed, why I'm so annoyed about it? Because at the that time... That needs research. I can't remember it at the time, but something weird's happened here. It was because he, he, he was like a, um, he, he ran around a lot, right? Yes, did he, he save a life? A lot. That was pretty much what he did. He was, was he driving an ambulance at halftime? Like, I don't really understand. Like, <laughs> but it he ran around a lot and they got know, relegated. I, I London boy. Yeah. Fighting for the cause, you know. <laughs> he probably, yeah. he, would have, he would have definitely leaned into being a, an East Ender, wouldn't he? Big time. Mm. Right. Okay. So we said Joe Carl at le- a left wing, right? So yeah. Where? So <laughs> would you've, you? You. So you got both. You both got the same player, but you got him in different positions. So we have got Janino. Now you put Janino. I'm going to assume in the hole. Woods. Yeah, he's in the ten. Yeah. Where's behind behind the striker? Mikey, you've lumped him out on the right. Uh. Yes. Yes, I have. I don't. Is he a right winger? Uh, I right. So I, I looked at this on his uh, on his uh, transfer market profile, and well, yes, he does. You know, the big the big area is is number ten. There's also little areas on the left and right. Man can play anywhere, and <laughs> I just figure, you know, he's got a very solid team around him that can do some running for him. Just because you start on the on the right, mate, that's your defensive position. Doesn't necessarily mean it's your attacking position. So when we have the ball, he can move into the hole, can't he? No worries. Okay, so it's a good argument. Would you gonna have to make an argument for your player then that you put out on the right? You got you gone for Georgie King Cladzi. Yeah, uh, Man City's greatest ever player. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a statue? There should be a fucking statue. Like if you're a proper City fan, right? And if you are, right, you'll remember this guy because we all remember G- Georgie King Cladzi. Um, look, he, he probably wasn't as good as his highlight reel would necessarily suggest, right? We all remember the, the mazy runs and, and the goals, but, um, you know, I can't really pinpoint uh, much more than that. Um, but he was one of those players, I think, again, kind of looking at uh, him with Jorginho, they were, they, they were not Jorginho, sorry, Janinho, uh, two players that um, would have been playing at a time when we were being, what, maybe um, 10, 11, 12 years old. Mm. So they would have been at that sort of that peak point where we were really starting to get into football. So they, they still resonate with us today. Um, just, just saying I think, though, 
just saying, I'm on that same website yeah, for, for Georgia King Clancy. Not down as a right winger. No, um, well, look, I had to shove him out somewhere, didn't I? I couldn't find a right winger. Uh, I've got a list at of the names moment. Here. We've got, we've I've got, got a list of names here. And I was like, you know what? He can play off there because he's just going to dribble the ball, isn't he? Well, so, I mean, you could have had someone like Trevor Sinclair. About to say, what other names were in the mixer? Um, well, uh, I messaged uh, either in the group or to Mikey and I said, I'm having troubles at right wing um, until I was like, I'm going to shove King Gladsy out there. Trevor Sinclair, I struggled with Trevor Sinclair because I, I rem- he was at the World Cup, right, in 2002. And I kind of still think that was weird that he was playing for England at that World Cup. He's also a fucking moron, which doesn't help. So, yeah, let's not have him in there. That's a fair point. He is a fucking moron. Um, yeah. Uh, but outside of that, the other one would be the Newcastle geezer, um, Sissoko, right? He played there a bit. Did he? I think he played there for France. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, um, obviously, lots of energy. <laughs> did, did a Lauren Robert get relegated by any chance? No. no. Oh, please tell me. I love that guy. I don't think so. Didn't I he end up at Portsmouth? Did they get relegated with, with Robert? I, I think that Robert would have been finished by that point, right? Uh, okay. Well, really, really did struggle then at this position. I was hoping you'd have better names in the mixer because well, I, I, I loved Jorginho as a kid. But I, I, I'm picturing him as a number ten. Yeah. Well, I, I, like, I, well I like, when I picture George Kincladzi as a kid, I picture him playing on the left. So very different. Just <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> Just flip, flip Jerry Cole onto the other side. Then he can play off there. Um, I did contemplate shoving Andrew Johnson, Andy Johnson out there because no. I know because he twenty-one league goals. Mate. They're all penalties where he dived. Right, but don't he tell me they all count in this situation. Right? I know I used that argument five minutes ago. Right, I can't have well, that. I'm going to <laughs> and go. <laughs> There's a reason why he wasn't in the team because he did dive and he, they were all penalties. I do Scumbag, remember this. Hey, that guy. we 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 signed them off the back of that season. Oh, you did. Of course, Everton legend. Legend. Was yeah. he playing in? Was he playing in the team that got Champions League football? I believe so. Or did he come in the season after? Tough. Of the season after, oh, yeah. This is this the era of like him and, and James Beattie who we signed for like eight million. So, oh, Everton has spent eight million, and then they're, they're both pretty shit. Well, James Beattie was more shit than Andy Johnson. He at least he James, scored a few. James Beattie like was ripping it up for Southampton, though. I understood the signing. Hmm. I always like James Beattie. Okay, then. Well, let, let's let's keep Janino there. Woods, um, King Cladze, you know, apparently he didn't even play there at all. I mean, I, I, I remember watching him definitely dribble from the right-hand side. You're thinking of that one goal where he dribbled around everyone. Yeah, yep. from the right-hand side is where he started with the ball. <laughs> so maybe the reason they got relegated is because Alan Ball was shoving him out of position. Well, okay. You thought about that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have a bit of a conundrum because you've got one up front. Whereas Mikey's got two, so maybe we'll be losing Nino yeah? altogether anyway. Well, let's 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 look at this. <laughs> let's see who the two are, right? and let's then we them. can figure it out, right? Then right. So you both got Ravinelli. Now, we, obviously, obviously, we we all love Ravinelli, right? Again, a bit of nostalgia, you know, mid nineties. Ravinelli comes in doing the, his celebration, you know, with the, you know the Ra- shirt over the head, Ra- mate. Ravinelli Patrick had, on his debut. Ravinelli. Yeah had just won the Champions League with Juventus. <laughs> this is insane. And then insane. decided to go to Middlesbrough. Okay. That's, that's one of the most insane things that's ever happened in the history of football. Okay. But wasn't this when Middlesbrough did uh, the, the Ravinelli, Emerson and Juninho signings? Yeah. 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 
Where were they getting their money from? Money wasn't a thing back then, I guess, wasn't it? Was steel, I, mate. Yeah, best in the world. Was it the same guy that's involved with them now? I think it is, because he, he's the one that I was having a paddy about. Gibson? Um, Gibson, yeah. I think oh, Gibbo. It, I if it was. Yeah. I have to have a look as to where it is. It is a fair question how they managed to convince all these guys. <laughs> this this is one that needs like a ESPN 30 for 30 treatment. Middlesbrough, uh, 96-97. Because they get to three cut... Uh, sorry, they get to two cut finals, lose both of them, end up getting relegated because they had a sickness bug that went through their team which meant that they couldn't field any players and basically said to the Premier League or the FA and went uh, can we postpone the game please and they went do what you want so they went okay we're not going to play the game because we're not going to basically put a load of children out and they got a three point penalty which ended up getting them relegated That, by the way that's that's a fucking joke that's a fucking joke is what that is they gave that, them a three point penalty that wouldn't happen penalty. now would it nah no way. I, 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 that that to me is utterly perplexing as a decision. And and the thing is, is that the the ramification from that are huge. As you say, they had Emerson, they had Janino, uh, and they had uh, Ravinelli, three three big ticket superstar players, and they relegated them because of that. No, bullshit. But yeah, Ravinelli, Champions League winner, great player. So it's, like, it's not quite the same, but in a way, it's like Benzema rocks up at Fulham. <laughs> You know, like he's won the European Cup and he's finishing out his career and he's moving to Fulham. But five years younger, Benzema. Yeah, yeah, because this is it. Like, because he obviously wasn't an ancient man. Because he, he moved on Wait, to play for Derby, Derby. after that. Yeah, didn't he? Like, he went to Derby. The, loved England, mate. That guy. Well, apparently, hated the, the Northwest. Like, That's he hated it, but like, still, he's like, nah, you know what? This Premier League retirement fund is pretty good. <laughs> All right, then. So. Where you obviously went different in your formations, Mikey went two up top. He's gone for, he's gone for the big lump himself, the the man with the biggest mouth. That's Mark Viduka. Yeah, you see, uh, mate, Mark Viduka was an effective player. All right, I like Mark Viduka. He's got a great, he's got a great hat trick once, and has got a giant mouth. And uh, the Mark, look, you talk about your Scotty Parker turn, mate. The Mark Mark Viduka chest. Which we, we and we had a friend at school, Mikey, didn't we? Who did. supported Leeds, Leeds fan, and also had a chest like Mark Viduka. Um, that hat trick was against Liverpool, right? Exactly, which makes it even was it more three, special. It, was it just the three that he scored that day, or wasn't it four? I was wondering if he scored four that game, but um, yeah, obviously that's the fame. That's another famous Premier League game when Leeds were were good at that point. You know, they were a good team. Uh, they lived the dream. Would we do it again? <laughs> You know, that's a classic thing, isn't it, with Ridsdale, Seth Johnson. Did he go well, on to Newcastle afterwards and struggle? He definitely went to Newcastle. I'm trying to think if he went to Borough as well. He did. He definitely so, did. Um, I, I like Mike Paducah. I think he's a really good player. I thought he's a really good player then. I think that he'd still be a good player now. I think he could, he's got the ability that we'd still be a good centre-forward in the modern game. Yeah. Okay. I, I, did, I just I did everything in my power to not put Paolo Di Canio in. That was that was my my. I had one rule. I wrote it at the top of my sheet: no Di, no Paolo Di Canio, and because uh, I hate him, I hate him. And one of the, my why, why the my, hatred? Because I uh, well, there's a couple of reasons. Because he's a fascist. Is that enough? There's, that that's 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 the second one. Um, 
It's obviously, the, goal, the main it? one is that fucking goal, which is not <laughs> the greatest goal in Premier League history by any stretch. So, so, Jimmy V, I love you, my friend, but I'm not having it. Right? I'm not having it that that was. I, you know, I for a laugh, right? I literally did that goal in my back garden yesterday. Yeah, for a laugh. Yeah, easy, <laughs> no problem. I can do it. Yeah, fucking. I can't imagine you it. getting like three or four foot up in the air. Seven feet up in the air, mate. Easy peasy, right? Just uh, so, such an overrated goal. I can't even stress to you. And uh, the, the joy I felt, or no, the, the scaredness, yeah, how terrified I was when we were considering replacing Eric Cantona oh, my God. with Paolo de fucking Canio. This close, um, wasn't it? It was this close. And I remember, like I was, like, like it was yesterday, I remember reopening up the paper, the sun, yeah, fucking cunts and i i i read uh, the, uh, you know not happening yeah dear deal off and it was like i remember going to my dad's like yes i, I was genuinely i was so happy because i did not want palo de canio i didn't like palo de canio and then yeah massive fascist bastard so no did he score um that goal where Bartes put his hand up in the air yeah, yeah, great. That, and he did that, he did that, thing that was where, just before the, the transfer was going to go through or something, wasn't it? And he did that, that thing as well where he fucking caught the ball and it's like, oh, look at him. Yeah. And then he pushed the referee over and it's like, oh, he's not isn't he funny. Uh, to be and fair, the like, pushing the referee thing over is, is, is wonderful. It's, it's the bit where he goes to, to Nigel Winterburn, isn't it? Winterburn's giving the big licks and <laughs> Dick Canio basically turns to him and he genuinely shits himself. <laughs> fucking Winterburn, mate. God, he was eagle bradley Gable West Ham as well. Um Mm. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't want Decanio in there because I, I hate him. So, um, well, good news is Decanio isn't featuring. But... Good. I had that speech prepared, you see, just in case Woods <laughs> had chosen him. So, couldn't waste it. So, uh, how would, he, you know what? He's not. Um, an, uh, he, look, he's obviously on the list, but he wasn't a name near the top. Um, Who was near the top for you, Woods? Viduka. <laughs> look at the first name on there. It's like literally Mark Viduka. Uh, the only reason he's not in my team is because Ravinelli in my perspective is, is 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 just like he should be in the Premier League Hall of Fame uh, okay like if, if we're being honest can you tell the story of the Premier League without him no right so okay. um, Michael Owen needs a shout now see I like Michael <laughs> Owen I thought of I thought of Mickey Owen but by the time he got relegated with Newcastle he was done he barely played oh no cooked. he was cooked mate to the extent and the thing was he was also already thinking about what he was going to do next summer which was signed for Manchester United to the extent that Shearer said you're able to play and he went ah, you know what don't really fancy it you know uh, I'm just going to rest up and sign my new contract in the summer. No, he was a, um, at that point. I watched a video, I watched an interview of Michael Owen a little while ago where he talked about his time at Madrid. And it's just like, the most, just, he's just a knob, isn't he? Like, a bizarre yeah. human being. A really bizarre human being. Like, what are you doing, mate? And like, the way he's, he's so defensive about his time in Spain. So defensive. Oh, actually, I was, I was, I was a really big success. He scored in the Clasico, right? He did. Um, but, yeah, he, just, he was um, back up to Raul for pretty much the whole season, though. Oh, but he scored, no, he started loads of games. Started loads of games. The more games that people give him credit for, Lee. Like sixteen games or something. He started. <laughs> he's, a, he's just he's just a strange human being. And I, again, he was on my list, and I, I couldn't I couldn't put him in there because that that fucking helicopter advert that he was in just came into my head, <laughs> and I was like, nah. Then, sorry, then the you, fu- mate, what about Neville Southall? Or the fucking and, and the ginger kid. Oh, mate, the, the 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 ginger kid is one of the finest bits of anything recorded of all time. Um, the it, it, bro- do you remember the brochure? Which one's the brochure? Do you 
Do you, do you know, was this when he was trying to get transfer? When he was trying to get up? his transfer, uh, he, uh, a brochure was made of Michael yeah. Owen where they dis- where they use loads of like corporate buzzwords to describe him, and it's like charismatic, clean cut, and it's just like the fuck is this? And then they, they go into great lengths to show you that he's not actually injury prone at all. He's not injury prone at all. You'll never get any more injuries of Michael Owen, and it's just like this an actual bro- like if you were going on holiday to a nice villa, you'd get a brochure, right? They had a brochure about Michael Owen that they used to try and. To send it to clubs to try and convince them to sign this wretched human being. Incredible. Charismatic is not one word I would. You know what? Whilst you guys talk, I'm going to find the buzzwords they use to describe him in this book, and then we'll see how many you agree with. Just slightly off topic. um, League One playoffs. Did we see that Peterborough obviously slapped Sheffield Wednesday around four nil in the first leg? Tell me they're not getting slapped now. Sheffield Wednesday went scored a. 98th minute goal to go 4 0 up. It's in extra time. <laughs> wow. How insane is that? That is insane. They were celebrating. And apparently that's never happened before as well. I'm pretty sure I've read that no team has ever gone 4 0 up and then failed to progress. Well, so Sheffield Wednesday did. Yeah. It's, it's now 4 1. Peterborough have a goal in extra time, but. Ah. Oh. These playoffs are insane. Um, drama, drama, drama. I've got some words for you if you want them. You got you got That's forty happened. seconds. Forty seconds. Right here we go. Michael Owen brand values. Most professional sports people have limited appeal. Michael Owen scores in a wide range of categories and offers huge commercial benefits to whoever he plays for. Yeah, and we've got the following list of words: fit and healthy, first class, successful, young, dynamic, committed, sincere, clean and fresh. Good-looking, global, enthusiastic, stylish, respected, devoted, resilient, cool, aspirational, instinctive, technical, articulate, and charismatic. Holy shit, how many of those are not true? Would you like to see his, his, his brochure? Here it is. This is the page I'm referring to. I'm sharing it with you guys now. There he is. All of the things there. Fit and healthy at this mm. stage. No, he wasn't. First class, I, I won't argue against that, but that successful, yeah, sure. Young, no. <laughs> well, it wasn't at this point, was it? Dynamic, not at this point. Legs were gone. Committed, committed. No. Ask Alan Shearer. Ask him. Um, Ask Alan Shearer. <laughs> There's horse Clean racing involved, though. He's committed. Good, good looking. I cannot believe they put good looking in this. Uh, fair enough. Maybe that's what people. Global, uh, enthusiastic, uh, no, stylish. No one's described Michael Owen as stylish. Respected, I don't even think he's respected anymore. Uh, devoted, again, ask Alan Shearer. Charismatic, really? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Really? Charismatic? Michael TV, Not for the, his charisma. Most, I don't know why. The most charismatic he's thing he's ever done was when he grew that moustache. Yeah, or smashed those goals past that ginger kid. <laughs> um, articulate, again, if anyone that has seen his punditry would know that articulate isn't something for him. Um, 
technical. Oh, he was a good player finishing. Instinctive, yeah, I guess I, that, that works with him as well. Aspirational. Huh? No. I'm not sure quite what that means in this. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> when you're calling yourself cool. cool. I'm hip. <laughs> I'm cool. Come on. And, and resilient. Fuck's sake. No, this, this is incredible that someone put this together. That's just a load of words. Good old... Good old Mickey Owen. Yes, again, I I think of him and I think of that brochure and I can't put him in because of it. So, um, right. What, so basically, he's not, he's, not got, he's not in. You've got to choose between here, um, uh, Kinklatsi or Viduka. I feel that's what it boils down to because Janino has to be in, I feel, right? I feel like Janino, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he can either play in the 10 or on the right. Um, and if so, that means, do you know what I mean? So this is the conundrum I think we're facing. Yeah, well, if, I, if I've got the deciding vote, and I think Woods probably won't be processing too much, it's going to be Big Mark, right? He was dropping yeah, your look, listeners back up. He, was, he would have been in my team if it wasn't for the fact I was trying to make Jorginho work. Jorginho, I've got to start. Fucking Janinho. Uh, in, in, in the 10, <laughs> right? Uh, the thing is, your team but, did, uh, yeah, your team did kind of have balance, though. So. Yeah, but, but, but Mikey sold it to me. That the Janino has once featured on on the, on the right, so therefore often if, played on the right. If transfer market says it, it's a, it's a good source of reference. To be fair, yeah, it is. All right, then there we go. Then There's, that's the team. Lovely. And okay. who's the manager? <laughs> Glenn, Glenn Broder. <laughs> uh, uh, who I is mean, the Newcastle, manager? Can, can you Newcastle shout manager? Had, Newcastle had. Keegan and Kinnear, Chris Hughton oh, and Alan Kinnear. Shearer. Can it be Kinnear? <laughs> Purely for the, just for the press conferences alone. Which one of yous? <laughs> Yo and Kebab. Yo yes. and Kebab. Insomnia. Mm. Right, um, we're now at six in. Do we want to cover off very briefly? It's because you don't want to do your friendless football corner, isn't it? Well, I'm pissed off, mate. I don't want to talk about fantasy football. I'm really not happy. You boys think it's over. The, the, the lead is now down to 40 points. I, I am not happy about it because I think 40 points can easily become 15, 20 hey, points if, next if week. If anyone should be annoyed, mate, it's me because I, I, I forgot to do my team two game weeks in a row and it massively, because I was leading by our way and it completely and utterly murdered my, 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 my lead I had. Hmm. And I tried to claw, I tried to do it and I couldn't do it. That's 5-1 now. 5 all on aggregate uh, in, in the League One playoffs. Wow. It's, it's, I don't know it's, these it's, games, so I'll just sit back and just watch. <laughs> it just, uh, we, we did briefly mention this. Peterborough smashed um, Sheffield Wednesday 4-0 in the first leg. The tie should have been over. Sheffield Wednesday won the second leg 4-0 thanks to a 98th minute fourth goal. Peterborough then went and scored in extra time. Wednesday just scored in extra time. It's now five all on on aggregate, going to penalties. I would assume. Mm. Crazy. Cool. The playoffs, the, 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 play, the, cool. <laughs> the, play, the playoffs in in in. in uh, trying the to think of those other uh, uh, aspirational. <laughs> that, that is that is aspirational. They're committed. <laughs> that they're charismatic. Um, <laughs> Boys, uh, boys, you do realise that your teams play each other, right? Oh, that's 
midweek. So it's on the Thursday. So by the time we get round to the next pod, your boys are playing. But in terms they'll of play, play, I'll be, be saying playing that. I'll be saying weeks. that. I'll be saying that next <laughs> Thursday we can do a live watch along. I guess they could, yeah. <laughs> Woods That'll would have be been fun. down for that any other season but this season, I feel. <laughs> oh, mate, like Chelsea got Man City this weekend. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, they're going to get absolutely, obviously. So from uh, a fantasy actually, football perspective, don't bring in any Chelsea players in. No point. Well, if you've got Chelsea players in your fantasy football team at this point, I don't know what you're doing. But it's, but it's double game week, you see. No, do not be touching a Chelsea player. Forget about that. Uh, no way. Okay. A City on a double game week. No, they just got one, haven't they? No, they've got Brighton and... Oh, they've got Brighton and Chelsea. And Chelsea, yeah. Mm. And then your other Brighton, double... Brighton have just conceded four more goals to add to the five that Everton put past them. Only team that didn't score past them in the recent weeks was Arsenal. <laughs> not choking. Not Definitely choking. not choking. Also, Everton only lost 3-0 to Man City last week, whereas Real Madrid lost 4-0. So that must make Ooh. Everton the better team then, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any other fixtures that are piquing your interest and may also have an influence on your fancy football teams? So who else is on the you, you, you talked about You talked about the, 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 the chokers, but Arsenal do have Nottingham Forest. It's a big game for Forrest. Forrest at home. That's where Forrest are pretty good at, right? And Forrest yeah. and Forrest on the road just drew two of Chelsea as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously Chelsea are probably not the the team I'd be measuring up. to. <laughs> yeah, the, the measuring stick is Chelsea. Uh, look, Arsenal haven't really got anything to play for, right? Let's be honest at this point. Um, just pride, and you know, would we describe Arsenal as a prideful team? Maybe not. Um, Forest have everything to play for. I think they're sort of in that position where a point is a really good result at this point. I think every point counts mm. at that this stage. So, Arsenal like Arsenal can play football when there's no pressure. So they might be in for a hide now, not in Forest. You never know. Mm. Um, Leicester could go down this weekend if Everton good. win, and then they fail to to beat Newcastle. Um, Newcastle seem obviously bagged four tonight. Actually, I say they're in good form. They're not, right? They're a little bit sketchy. They're a little bit up and down. They're a bit up and down. but They lost to Arsenal. I mean, yeah. Drew Leeds as well. It's been a bit patchy, but I think that, you know, obviously Liverpool won against Leicester on Monday. I think people got a little bit excited about their top four hopes. But in all reality, you just have to look at the games left for the teams above them. And the teams above them only need to win uh, two of the games. Um, so Newcastle already done one of those and they'll probably get the other one on Monday night so uh, I think they're going to be fine and I think with um, Manchester United that they've got Chelsea on their agenda they're going to be fine with that um, and then it's a case of they've got Bournemouth they've got as Bournemouth. well Bournemouth are safe they may well be on the beach so are we loading up on Man United players trying to get some information out I, I would I, I think that it's Thank just you about question. You, Rashford, you're in fifth. I, I know, I'm nowhere, right? <laughs> I, uh, Rashford um, is the question mark, though, isn't it? I know he's back I would, in I wouldn't be putting Rashford in if you fucking paid me. I tried to transfer him out this week, but I just, I, um, you know, I couldn't afford it, if you will. Guy's done, mate. Guy, guy ain't doing anything else this season. Mm, what would you uh, actually recommend, though? On, on Defenders. 
on Man United. We're score, we ain't scoring goals, mate. We're defenders. Just get 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 a shore in there or something. That's why I, that's why I put De Gea in my team. I, I put De Gea in um, last week because although he's the you know a, a comedy of errors, um, he has the most clean sheets. You better and, say he's uh, got the most clean sheets in the league, right? Yeah, and defensively with Varane back as well, we look we look we look fine. And would um, you be confident of Chelsea scoring against Man United, Woods? No. No. no, they ain't scoring a goal. What? No. Well, there we no. go then. Well, I have, just, I have just ruined the entire... Because <laughs> basically that's just cost me any chance of getting back in this fucking league, hasn't it? <sighs> um, Great. There is Man City. That means, that means I'm going to now have to go down the fucking Anthony Martial route and it's going to blow up in my face. Maybe take a punt on Havertz, mate, or someone like that. <laughs> no. Um, there's also... A dreadful idea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a truly dreadful just, 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 I don't, yeah, no. don't even know if he's going to be playing um, Man City obviously is the other one because they are playing Chelsea at home and then Brighton away you'd like to think they're going to pay a load that's, that's the problem the, that's the gamble but I think I think he, he, he Mares is the, the guy who, who's um, doing very well I think he's got the most assists in the Premier League post-World Cup. It's just, yeah, as you say, it's Pep Roulette. If you can get him in and he plays, great. If he doesn't, then you're pissed off. Then you've got Bernardo, who's not done much in the Premier League for the last few games, and he bags a brace last night. Um, and then Jack Grealish is a relatively good option as well, pretty cheap. But then, as you say, Pep Roulette. Haaland is obviously the one that everyone will have, for sure. He's still, obviously, I think, the most owned player in the, in, in the, in the game. Um, and probably a sound double, uh, being a double game week captain pick as well. Unless you're like Mike and you need to take a punt on Martial. It's a differential. Yeah, you've got to find that differential somewhere, haven't you? Yeah, you found yeah. it this week, mate, in Wilson, so fair play to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. On that note, should we look to wrap things up? We should, and I'd like just to give a special mention to Arsenal. Um <laughs> Uh, as your closing note my closing note um i i am i am often i often find myself on this podcast alone a lone voice in the night um i remember for many years i i i was the only man that would say no worry liverpool aren't gonna win it and they obviously eventually won it um but then it was a season that didn't count, so it doesn't matter. Um, with this season, I often feel like I have because I've I've watched a fair amount of Arsenal this year, and I and I um I I've never been as blown away as I think. Certainly, Mister Woods, when he's watched them, he's he's often come back and kind of waxed lyrical about those goal hungry gunners. Yeah, um, I'm ne- I'm I've never really seen it this season. I, I feel like I've always been fairly steadfast in my confidence that they. Will will not be able to get over the line, and I just like to say, ha 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 ha, yeah, just ha ha, ho ho, because as I've talked about many times in this show, um, I don't care if Man City win the league. It does it. It doesn't resonate with me one one bit. I I, I don't lose sleep. I bet it barely registers. Yeah, if they win the treble, it doesn't really matter. Like it doesn't. It won't. It won't take any of my enjoyment away of when of when Man United won the treble, and it won't affect my day in the least when they win it. Because who the fuck am I going to get banter from? There aren't any Man City fans, so who the fuck cares? Do you know what I mean? Like it literally means, like yeah, um, Liverpool win things. I don't really like that. Arsenal win things. 
I don't really like that either. So the fact that Arsenal are not uh, were, all year we're going to win something and then won't, and I was confident they wouldn't, and then they haven't. Yes, it's a good day. Yeah, it's a good day. Ha ha ha. Woods, one and a half minutes. Do you want to come back to that? Oh, look. Because um... I was very much sitting on the fence before, before this worth. I said, I think City are going to do it, but I'd really like Arsenal to do it, being an Arsenal fan that I am. Yeah, I mean, I I think there was a point where I genuinely did think they were going to see it through. There was a couple of results, I think, leading into um, the Liverpool game. And obviously the Liverpool game where they dropped points, that would have been a disappointment. But I think think the thing is, is that Neville's hit on a couple of points and obviously hit a couple of nerves. I do think that there's a character thing. Um, I, I, I feel that they probably got themselves too down after the... Uh, the Liverpool game. Way and, too done. Way too done. And I think that did impact the next game against West Ham where, I mean, they, they blitzed West Ham in the first half and then, then didn't see it through. And you you wonder if the nerves are setting in because of what happened before. Um, they see that through, they win that football match and then they maybe don't also <laughs> give two two-goal leads to... Um, Southampton the next game up as well so it's sort of like this continual thing now I I don't necessarily believe that they've um, the bottler tag is is, I do think it's a fair one and an unfair one okay Um, I think it's unfair because they have had an exceptional year and given where they were last year and the improvement that they've shown I I do think that there's a lot of credit to be given there Uh, I do also though think that when you look at that run of games and was it nine points with possible 21 in, in winning time in a, in a championship battle, that simply is uh, throwing it away. Whatever way you want to dress it up, that is bottling the league. And it is a case that when it matters most, they've come up small and City have won however many games in a row. And that is the difference here. I said this throughout Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's reign at Man United. You can't rely on getting out of jail at the last attempt every fucking time. And the signs were there for Arsenal. They kept conceding first. They kept having to play their way into games and getting late-minute goals. Eventually, eventually, that runs out, okay? It runs out. And when you have to do it, like you can do it, you know, a couple of times a season and be known for it because your team always are committed and fight to the end. Fine. I understand that. It's a great quality to have in a football team. But when it fucking, when you have to rely on that every week, no, it's not sustainable. It's not long-term success. And I I see that coming with Arsenal from a mile away. Um, It's the Villa game and the Bournemouth game, wasn't it? Those are the two games which started mm. the alarm bells where they get themselves in a hole and have to dig themselves out really late with... Uh, sensational moments and I know Neville was killing them for over celebrating those moments I think it's pretty hard um, being a young team in that situation to not get carried away Um, I I can understand why he's sort of critiquing that Uh, I also do think that there's an element of him just pushing buttons at this point as well because he's 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 taken an awful lot of shit off Arsenal fans this season because he's been things that he said leading into the season things that he said throughout the season. And I do think that he's obviously given a bit back. And I think Arsenal fans' reluctance to accept it is um, it's, it's just only Funny. adding to his enjoyment of it, right? Um, the other thing on bottling it, and this, is, this, this point is when you spend your time looking at your local rivals and calling them out for bottling the league title in 16 and 17 when they were never top of the league and saying that 
they bottled it. I think it's only fair to have to expect that you're going to have to carry that when you were top of the league for a record amount of time and not win it um, from from the opposition. Ultimately, you've you've savoured it, you've lived off it, you've enjoyed it, but you're going to have to ultimately eat your medicine on this one. so like eat this, the medicine, this, not not drink the medicine. Drink eat it. it. No, you yeah. eat it. You're it's a really hard, yeah, it's a really hard pill. pill. Do you have, do you well, it is a hard pill to swallow, isn't yeah. it? That, that we're seeing that from them. Um, I've even seen them saying now that, but well, at least we kept the pressure on. And I'm like, hang on a minute. You, you, I remember when Tottenham fans kind of said, well, at least we were able to kind of keep the pressure on Chelsea. I remember that, and they were lambasted and and mocked relentlessly for that sort of yeah. um, narrative that they were drawing up. We'll um, see how they go next year, okay? Uh, it's obviously been a great year for them. They're back in Europe for the first time in six years. So there's a positive um, there to be taken away from it. But I think they need to be careful that it's not a complete um, downswing this season, right? That it just doesn't peter out into complete negativity with like a drawing and losing games to see this season now. I think they really could do with bouncing back this week in, a, in a, what is going to be a tough spot at Forest. And I think it is a test of character at that point. Mm. Um, my last thing I wanted to quickly mention was uh, obviously we've seen the Sevilla Juventus score, no? Yes, yeah, so Sevilla through, right? It's literally the unstoppable force versus the immovable object. It's Europa League Sevilla versus European final Jose. Have you have we seen the stats for Roma tonight? <laughs> no. It's it's peak Jose ball. Uh, expected goals right for for Roma tonight. 0.03 <laughs> attempts on goal one. Did we also? S- on- I was going to say sorry to cut you off. There was we also see that West Ham progressed yeah. as well. Yeah, good for them. The fans um, got attacked at full time, right? There was some shit going on in that that stadium. I mean, Holland's got a undercurrent of hooliganism that still exists there in their football, and it's, it's it's bizarre that never really gets spoken about. But there is a problem there. Uh, but. Jose's gone into to, to Leverkusen and he's full on Jose, Jose the shit out of this. I pray that he wins this. I'd love it if he wins it. I've, I've always had a soft spot for Roma since the, the, the early early 2000s with, with Totti and all of that team. And I will always have a soft spot for Jose Mourinho, obviously, as a Chelsea fan as well. So I'd love him to win this one. Uh, considering he won, what is it, the, the Conference League last year, for him to come and win this one this year. Um, I don't know, does, does the winner of this get to play in the Champions League as well? Yeah. I think they do, right? Yeah, yeah. so... For the conf- for the conference, also. no, because this is the Europa League. Yeah, finals, so Europa League goes into Champions League, conference goes in direct yeah. into Europa. So you know, as, as Mikey said, it, 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 I'm a much more invested in this final than I am the the, the, the big showpiece in Istanbul. One hundred percent, and we're we're all going to be Roma fans because fuck Sevilla. Yeah, Excellent. there is there is that. Yeah. We do have Betty shirts, don't we? Right. It was meant to be a, a minute 30 and somehow five minutes later we're still going on. So Mikey, say goodbye to us. Good night to us. Woodsy, you also say goodbye. Arrivederci. And then adios from me. Podcast Network.